1: So Antonio Brown is going, going, gone. Goodbye. He's finally gone. The Bucks have released Antonio Brown. They did that, of course, on Thursday afternoon, really right before the end of practice. And found out about it first because, according to my sources, Adam Schiffcher talked to Jason Light, who called me and told me everything. And then they released the release about Brown no longer being a Buck. And the only question I had was, what took so long? Goodness gracious. Um, So this this ordeal's been going on, obviously, you know, since Sunday when, when Bruce Arians announced that he was no longer a buck, when in fact he was until Thursday around 12.30 or so. And, you know, this dispute about Brown, whether he was, you know, told to go in the game and said he couldn't because he was hurt or merely refused to go in. You know, Arians really, even since after the game had been cagey about what that conversation on the sideline was exactly what was said. He sort of maintained that it didn't involve an injury. Um, But that's obviously with Brown's statement, you know, the other day saying he was forced to play hurt and all of that. Um, The stakes were different now. And, you know, procedurally, I think people got to understand that when you release a player in the NFL, you know, you, you got to get sort of a clean bill on them, right? Like a lot of guys, sometimes they're waived injured. Sometimes there's an injury settlement. Um, regardless, there's an exit process. And that's because, you know, there might be down the road some sort of injury that or surgery that needs to be done or injury that needs to be addressed. And it's got to be documented, and and you know it's like anything else. You know, your insurance company needs to know. Okay, what the doctor you know decide that you need? Uh, who's paying for it? How you know what what procedures are they going to do? Is it surgery, non surgery, all that stuff? And so you know the problem was that A B, you know, was sort of like Home Alone two lost in New York, never came home, and so the Bucks couldn't exactly set him up with their doctors because he wasn't back in Tampa. And, of course, we know based on his statement, he went to you know a doctor up there in New York. They tried to set an appointment for him. He, he didn't show up. He wouldn't go. Um, so there was a level of, of you know them trying to follow procedures because they knew where this was headed. And, and, and where it's still probably headed is for a grievance of some kind. And so, you know, after exhausting all those efforts, they finally said, well, the hell with it. We're just going to release him. And we'll wait, you know, they, they probably know, like I said, that, you know, we'll wait for the grievance when it comes. And then they told their story. And I got to tell you, verse Nick, there, there is a, there is one truth. I believe there is one truth. Okay. In this one. And you can fall on either side of it. Um, The both sides are sort of picking and choosing the truth. Okay. The truth is yes. Antonio Brown is injured. You know, he definitely has an injury. He's had an injury. That's why he hadn't played, you know, until the game against Carolina the week before. You know, he hadn't played since November 14th um, when they were up in Philadelphia. That's where he got hurt. And, But we've addressed sort of that injury. You know, we, we know what that injury is. It's an ankle injury. Didn't practice, you know, last week. Walked through on Wednesday. They didn't see him on Thursday. Brown released him. Text exchange with him and Arians, and Arians sounded a little irritated that, you know, he he felt like maybe Brown was thinking he could take the week off until the playoffs, and Arians, you know, made it clear in his text to him that we're not we're not taking any weeks off. I need I need to see you. You need to come into my office and we can talk about it. Um, But Brown finally, you know, showed up Friday, Saturday, whatever, and was cleared to play, and that's important because he was cleared by Buck's trainers. We've looked at your leg, you know, we've seen you in practice um you're good to go and he obviously wanted to play and he did play he played the first half he had five targets he had three catches for like 26 yards um but according to bruce where this is where the, the story differs he came you know he came over and tried to get AB. I guess at halftime a b was complaining about not having enough targets you know and the reality is, is that he had the second most on the team. You know, Gronk had had six in the first half. He had five. Um, the previous week he had 15, so it was below that, of course. But who's responsible for the targets? I mean, you made this point, Steve. Tom Brady's holding the football, right?
2: Last time I checked. Well, this is Tom Brady's offense, and he throws the ball to the young yes. guy that he trusts. Mm-hmm. So those are two things that are mm-hmm. important. You have to be open, and he's got to trust you. Mm-hmm. And that's who he'll throw it to. Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians and Byron Levy, they may call the formation. They may call the personnel. But it's Tom Brady making those yeah. decisions.
1: Yeah, and they, and they called for his personnel grouping, and that's when he wouldn't go in, according to Arians. And Arians said, what's wrong with you? We talked about how, you know, and this was in, in B.A.'s statement um, or in his press conference, and also Antonio Brown said essentially the same thing. B.A. finally confronted him and said, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Um, And he was still... You know, I ain't playing. You know, according to B.A., he just said, you know, he said, I went back and approached him about what was going on, and Brown said, I ain't playing. And I asked, what's going on? He said, I ain't getting the ball. And he said, and that's when I said to him, you're done. Get the F out of here. That's the end of it. You know, that's the end of it. Like, get the F out of here. And so, that's when Brown, you know, melted down, threw up the, the jersey and the whole thing, and did his little, you know, jumping jacks across the end zone. So, again, there's going to be a grievance, but you can go back and watch those 26 plays. You don't see Brown pull up anywhere, you know. Um, You don't see him limping. Guys with, with with injuries that prevent them from playing, it's pretty obvious if it's a bad wheel, you know, ankle or otherwise, you'll see some stress. You'll see them laboring a little bit out there. Um, You won't see him do what Antonio Brown did on his way off the field. You just won't because it bothers you because it hurts. Um, Well, not that, but
2: guys that are hurt go to the trainer.
1: That's the other thing.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't just go, I'm hurt, I'm not playing. No, the trainer, the doctor's Mm check you out. You don't make that determination, nor does the coach. The medical staff does.
1: There's a – that's correct. There's a procedure for that. Every injured player is going to sit down. They're going to wave a trainer over. They're going to wave a doctor over. They're going to sit there and examine you. The coach doesn't go up and examine you. He's not trained to do that. He's not there to clear you. So if you had a problem, especially now this is coming out of halftime. So, you know, they were in the locker room, (laughs) you know, with plenty of – you know, not not a lot of time, but plenty of opportunity for him to say – Hey, I need to go see the trainer over there because there's usually a separate room in a locker room, which is the training room, where they work on guys that are injured. You'll have a couple of beds in there, whatever, you know, gurneys, you name it. And they'll do taping, to do different things, but you know where to go if you're injured. Um, you know that there's all kind of... Bobby Slater's on the field. Um, you know, Alex Guerrero is on the field. Hell, the GM is on the field, okay? You won't find that in the other 31 teams, I don't believe. Dude wears, like, a coaching stuff and is roaming the sidelines. So you have plenty of ample opportunity to pull somebody aside and say, yo, man, check out my, my, my foot. It doesn't feel good. And then the coach would go and say he's out, he's questionable. You know, they give him the, the diagnosis. That didn't happen. And and Bruce Arians made a point to say, look, at no time did he go to anybody. You know, didn't go to the trainer, didn't. You know, I wasn't alerted the normal way. There's, we, you know, everybody knows that we have a, you know, we have a procedure for this. So, listen, believe who you want to believe, okay? And, you know, finally the Bucks just had to get rid. Of it. Now the other, the other nuggets that Jason Light dropped on Schefter, and then you know the Bucks then let Arians tell us the story as well, was that I guess about a week ago his agent. Asked the Bucks if they would guarantee the incentives, the playing incentives that were on his contract. He was about eight catches and a touchdown or so away from a million-dollar incentive, um, a few yards away as well. Um, you know, three hundred thirty-three thousand, three hundred thirty-three dollars for you know so many catches, so many yards, and one more touchdown. That would have been a million bucks. Well, he wanted, and then there was another million. You know, if you if he'd had twenty six total catches more, but that wasn't gonna happen in one game because he missed too many games. But he wanted that that million guaranteed. Just give it to me, you know, just guarantee it. If it was an incentive bonus, just guarantee it. And the Bucks said, No, you know, we're not gonna you know, that we, we negotiated this contract. This is your performance incentive. It's too bad you missed these games. Oh, by the way, you missed three of them because you so you know, you you had purchased a fake Vax card and got suspended by the league. That's not on us, you know. Um, now, a couple of those weeks, they said he would have been injured anyway, and I don't think he would have played. Nonetheless, you know, he, he missed he missed too many games, and he wasn't going to make his bonus, or at least there was a, a pretty remote chance of it, and they, he just wanted them to go ahead and guarantee it they wouldn't do it. So you can start to see sort of how his perception of where the Bucks stood with him, you know, we we talked about the other night how, you know, I talked to some coaches that said, you know, he just was different, right? He thought the relationship with the team was different. But, you know, all through the process we heard B.A. every day say, well, it could go either way, it could go either way, it could go either way. B.A. says he told Antonio Brown pretty early on that, you know, hey, we're going to bring you back. That should have actually incentivized him, not made it worse. Um, and, you know, they wouldn't give him the bonus. like. He's asking for things he's not getting them, you know. But he came back. He had a good game. They beat Carolina. He's on rec- he's on pace to get a couple more stuff, and then he just and then he just quit. I mean, my opinion um, is that both things can be true at the same time, but not in the way it's described. Yes, AB had an injury. Everybody knew that, including Bruce Arians, who wanted to see him. You know, because the other. The other part of this story, and this was leaked sort of, or not leaked, but this was sort of posted by him on Instagram, was a bunch of text messages between him and BA and him and Alex Guerrero. He fired Alex Guerrero on Christmas Eve. He sent him a message saying, hey, we're not working together anymore. Uh, You have $100,000 of my money. I'd like it back or whatever portion that, you know, I'm owed to it back. And then, unbelievably, Steve, the guy included the routing number and bank account on on the text messages that he then put on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, that's not that's not very intelligent. But um, Guerrero, to his credit, said, "Sure, you know, hey, completely understand, totally gracious about it." Says, "You know, I'll I'll make sure I get it to you as soon as possible." Um, and And I thought well this is this is pretty rich, right <laughs> So you got Antonio Brown Antonio Brown wanting money back that he's owed for services that weren't rendered okay so it's okay for him to ask for the money um, that he feels he needs that that is owed to him and that's okay. but when a guy who works for him like I don't know say a chef. Uh, feels like he's owed $10,000 and asked for that money. It's called extortion by everybody at one buck place, by everybody who knows Antonio Brown or represents him. It's just, you can't make this up, you know? And if he thought he was like going to make Alex Guerrero look bad, he did just the opposite. I mean, Alex Guerrero couldn't have been more accommodating. It's the best it customer service eyes, I've however. ever seen. Right? Give me your, yes, yeah, tell me where to send it. Like, I'll get it to you now. Um it does open your eyes a little bit though when you go, Well, let's see, wait a minute. So Antonio Brown I paid him a hundred thousand dollars to work on him. And how many other players are over there? And how many guys are paying him to work? Like, it's a good business, man. There's a reason why they built T B twelve a mile away from the facility. You know? A little extra money for the uh for the quarterback and his and his business partner. But Guerrero wasn't holding back. He he gave him, you know, was gonna send it to him right away. Um and he had some exchanges with BA that, you know, where BA, you know, knows he's hurt and expresses that. And, you know, Brown was trying to say, Well, you didn't know I was injured. Well, yeah, he did know he knew you were injured. It's that's not you know, what, what, what Arians was being careful and cagey about saying is that I knew the reason you didn't go in the game was because you were injured. And he swears at least he did, you know, on the podium on Thursday, that at no time did Brown say, I can't play because I'm hurt. Just didn't happen, according to him. So that's why he threw him off the field, you know, and that's why he's not a buck. You're not going to make a guy not play. I I just, B.A.'s been around the game way too long to to think that he would do that, you know. Get in there. We need you. I'm hurt. No, I don't care. Get in there. <laughs> it's like you can't make a player play hurt. He knows that. I I it, it's just weird. And yet they will, you know, uh, Sean Burston, I mean his uh, attorney BA or AB's attorney will will tell you, "Yeah, yeah, no, I can't believe he admitted it that he knew he knew he was hurt. Well, everybody knew he was hurt, but was he in that moment was he unable to play? Why did he refuse to go in?" And You know, as far as the slashing across the throat motion that, you know, Brown said Arians made, Arians like, well, if pointing him to the locker room or wherever is is slashing your throat, then that's the only gesture I made, you know. And that's probably on film someplace, I would imagine. But, you know, the day didn't stop there, Steve. (laughs) If only AB had kind of gone quietly into the night after they released him. So no sooner did I bang out that story and I get home and I'm pulling into my garage at home and there's yet another Antonio Brown story. This one from the London Daily Mail where when he was in New Jersey with the Bucks the Saturday night before the Jets game, they were staying at the, uh, the Westin um, in like Jersey City and I was there too. I was just staying at the team hotel as well. Didn't have this. Didn't have this happen. But uh, or or see her. But apparently, AB did some recruiting, and so you got like th- this is an influencer, right? That uh, she's like a social media type star, for lack of a better term.
2: It's the OnlyFans, which is a is this- streaming website, like Only live fans. streaming website.
1: Okay, that's a live streaming website. Okay. Yeah. So only fans. So, anyway, he contacted her. There's voice messages that she put out everywhere. Um, paid her. They had a little rendezvous, I guess you would say. All of this in a COVID era, which is blatantly against the protocols in the NFL. You're not supposed to be meeting people on the on the road, let alone in your hotel room. Let alone, it's a violation of the team rules because. They're not letting guys import you know girlfriends and women and stuff uh, on the Saturday before the game. I mean they, they wound up, I guess it was after 11 o'clock, and she went right through security, no problem, you know, straight up to his room, which is is weird. Now I contacted the NFL, and they've had just about enough of Antonio Brown, I think, for the week, but uh, all I was told was that uh, there are no comments. Which is an odd response for them. They usually say we're investigating, we're aware of it, we're not. They said no comment. So we'll see what what if anything happens as a result of that. But after all of this, like the dude, you know, has been suspended for three games, doesn't uses fake VAX cards, um, you know, comes back. All of this, and it, you know, is he doing the right things? Is 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 he is he protecting himself? Is he protecting? You remember, the COVID thing is real, right? I mean, there's a lot of cases out there, and that's the reason why they don't want these guys to be around other people. They don't know what their vaccination status is. But here is AB, you know, breaking the, the, the protocols set to protect him and his teammates because of why. Because he's selfish, because he doesn't care. You know, it's the same reason why he got a, a vax card to begin with. You know, the rules didn't apply to him. And we knew it was going to end up bad. We knew that this was going to blow up in their face at some point. Um, they're fortunate that they made it through a season in, in, in three quarters or almost you know, two, two seasons really before it did, and he didn't join them until halfway through last year. But um, no, it's just funny to me. It, it's, it's really interesting that the organization that for 15 days went out of their way, and trust me, folks, they went out of their way to defend him, in any way, an organization could defend him. Um, with even even Bruce Arian saying he had been a model citizen, the you know the one more strike rule no longer applied. Done everything they'd asked. Really, really worked hard to turn his life around. And now what do we got? Now we've got an organization that could not push themselves away from him faster, and they were willing, you know, just a couple weeks ago to die on that very hill. Uh, and so the Bucks now you know, face the prospects of trying to win their last game against Carolina, which is very important. They could get the number two seed if San Francisco beats the Rams, the game played at the same time. And they have to do it and go into the playoffs without Chris Godwin, who's injured, without Antonio Brown, who's gone, released. Um, and right now, at least, without Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, who was in a boot the other day. Um, you know, so it, it's going to be tough for Tom Brady, you know, and his buddy's gone. And that's the other thing. And, and you know, we had a chance to talk to Brady. And look, the reason he was here in the first place is because of Tom Brady. I, I never believed that Bruce Arians wanted Brown, but they got him. He, 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 you know, got him to a Super Bowl. He caught a touchdown in the game. The trophies, the salary increases, they're not going to want to give any of that back. I'm convinced they would do it all again. There is nothing they wouldn't repeat if they knew what they know now that was going to result in a a big trophy and a Lombardi trophy and all the riches that go with it. Um, But, you know, this season, you know, has not been worth it. You should have, you know, you should have cut your losses and you said, hey, we got it. We got eight games out of this guy somehow, plus the playoffs and the Super Bowl. You know, he was the last guy they signed, and they'd have been better off without him. Uh, even though they were seven and zero, I mean, again, I say better off. But I mean, heck, when he plays, they win because he's a difference maker. They're seven and zero this year without with with him in the lineup. But at what price? You know, what price? How much embarrassment did he bring to your organization? You know, this has been an all day, really, since Sunday. I mean, I if I have to see a shirtless Antonio Brown again the rest of my life. You know that clip has been played a hundred thousand times, just on my TVs, and you know that's that's the image him ripping off that uniform that means so much to you, Glazers. You know that you you know he that that's that's your baby, that's your brand. He even said once they told me I wasn't on the team, I didn't, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna wear their brand, and so he threw down his gear. You know, so. We won't have a chance to talk to the Glazers until maybe at best sometime in the owners' meetings in March. But I got to believe this is not, this is no way, um, you know, the the manner in which they expect somebody to represent them and their organization to act. So he's subject to waivers. He's You know, if he's not claimed, um, the reason he's on waivers is because it's past the trading deadline. So they'll go by the order of teams, and, and if no one claims him, he's a free agent. But he's already told everybody that he doesn't. You can't play. That he needs surgery, right? So, I don't know who would claim him, much less try to sign him. Um, the first thing they need to do is check on his health. And he's at least, you know, in in this instance, told everybody that he needs surgery. So, uh, I would expect him to not get claimed. Could there be teams that call his agent or you know Ed Wazalewski and say, "Hey, you know, we want to bring him in. Look at his ankle." Uh, do our own evaluation if he's good to go we would consider having him for the playoffs yeah there could be one dallas cowboys i mean i I don't know you know i don't know you'd have to have a strong ownership and a really strong coach and a a strong quarterback and all of that to take him on now in the postseason um you know there's a couple teams are going to be in playoffs i won't take them on i'm sure you know and one of those is the raiders probably but You know, there are there are there might be a team or two. I I don't I don't know that he's done a lot of people are like, well that's the end of his career. I don't know that it is. The same reason he's been enabled all this year all these years is the guy can still really play. You know, you can't get around it. He can still really play. And when he's on the field and he's doing the right things, you know, he wins game. He helps you win game win games. So there might be another one out there for him. I, I can't imagine how you could have that press conference and try to explain you know, what Brown did after, you know, being told to go back in a game. But I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe somebody will sign him. But he's going to get his chance if that's what he wants to do. And I suspect he doesn't want to play football. I think he's probably done for the year and probably just, you know, wants to file his grievance, uh, try to win that, try to get paid by the Bucks, and that would be the end of it. But they do have a football game to play. They've got they the do? Carolina Panthers the second time in – yeah, Sunday, and it's at 4:25. Gosh, I'm so happy they moved that back from one o'clock. Not, um, it's at 4:25, and they play. They play the Panthers. Of course, they just played them two weeks ago. Um, Sam Darnold, Cam Newton. That's about it. That's what you got to worry about. They should crush this team. This team will have its golf clubs out. If you get up on them a few points, they're going to quit. They've got nothing to play for. Um, I wasn't impressed at all. Stephon Gilmore is out, you know, and they're just playing out the string. And meanwhile, the Bucks have incentive. You know, they, they need to win and hope for some some help from the 49ers, and they can improve their their seed to number two overall. And right now they're number three, and it's huge to get two home playoff games and then just play in the championship to go to the Super Bowl. So um, they're going to have to find a way, you know, to do it w- a different, with different pieces to the puzzle. And, of course, they did last week with Cyril Grayson and, you know, Tyler Johnson and Richard Perryman and, you know, Mike Evans should be a little healthier this week. We saw Leonard Fournette um, along with Giovanni Bernard, who's been on IR. Both those guys were working out and running and running pretty fairly hard, you know. And Fournette had the hamstring injury. So for, to see him run was encouraging if you're a Bucks fan. Um, he's on IR, so you know those guys. You know, well, at least, at least in the case of Fournette, he won't play. But um, for the playoffs, I think there's a chance. You know, Bradley Pinion was back and he was punting, um, which is a good thing because Sterling Hoffrichter is now on the COVID list. Their backup punter, so you get Pinion back. Uh, so what else do we have? Two, two, uh, two. Levante David's out still. Haven't seen JPP. Certainly, Shaq is on IR, so you got some some real injuries on defense. But again, Carolina, you, you should win that game. You know, you're ten point favorites, eleven point, whatever it is, and take care of business. Win your thirteenth game of the year; that'd be a franchise record for the regular season. Of course, seventeen game regular season, but still to win thirteen games on the hill of winning twelve games in the regular season a year ago—quite the accomplishment, really is. Um, can't, I mean, it's just not, there's not much to break down about this game. And we kind of just saw it two weeks ago. It was 32 to six, uh, the Bucs won. And I suspect if they get half those guys back for this game. They'll probably win. Bruce is not going to rest them, um, until or unless they have a big lead. I asked them, well, you know, perfect world. You get them out of there at halftime or early in the third quarter. If you have a, you know, two or three score lead, uh, but you can't take everybody out because you only got a 53 man roster. I mean, that's the thing. Like somebody has to play, and but you know you can see Mike coming out. You see anybody that's been injured, plus Brady coming out if they get up on the Carolina Panthers. So uh, it's an important game for seeding, and I'm sure there'll be scoreboard watching and all of that. But um, last week of the regular season, man, thank God it's been so long. It just when you combine how long they played last year, going in all the way to the Super Bowl. The short off season, and then you know what this season has been. It's just been very yeah. newsy. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of injuries, COVID. You know, um, we're not used to that different here in year. Tampa. I mean,
2: but, you know, it was a full playoffs for the Bucks no. last year. The Lightning have gone to the yeah. won the Stanley Cup for two straight years. The the Rays they went deep into the playoffs World's a year serious. ago. This year they lost mm-hmm. in the first round, but. You know we're not used to that here in yeah. Tampa to have all these long playoff runs. All these seasons are getting long, which is a no. great
1: thing. It's great for Tampa fans and and great for those organizations, and they they're not complaining about it. They would like to be playing until damn near March again if they could. As far as the Bucks go, as far as the Lightning go, um, yeah, this is going to be three times that they may go to the Stanley Cup. Nikita Kucherov came back, and and my my girls were so excited about that news that he was going to play. But, man, it, it always amazes me. Like, you know, you, you forget which what you shouldn't forget, right, which which was this, this hockey team had won 21-22 games without those guys. And Braden Point just came back, it feels like, a minute ago. Um, he had been out a long time. But you get Kucherov back, and bam, the plays that he makes, what he does to your power play how he makes all the other lines better um, because everybody has to then, you know, sort of move around to accommodate him. He he. What did he did he have six points? What did he have? Three assists, two
2: assists tonight. Uh, one four two assists. One, okay. Two assists, but okay. His pass and and John Cooper afterwards like you know he's elite, but he's got more in the tank. Like his timing was <laughs> off. He more. wasn't he wasn't that good tonight. I mean he you said know, he was good, but not that good. Essentially, I'm paraphrasing, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he said, you know, yeah. once he gets his timing back and all this, but the skill plays yeah. he makes with the puck and how he sees the ice, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Chief yeah. Bobby Taylor was out on our post game show on the radio, and, and he said, mm-hmm. you know, Cooch just sees the ice differently and and see, he said he passes it to and you don't even know you're open until all of a sudden you have the puck on your stick and you're like, how did I get open? Like he sees yeah. that you are going to be open before you know you are open, and and it's just he'll know, lead it,
1: you right to the to the net. Mm-hmm. I mean he will. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And Cooch was asked after the game, you know, he said, you know, in the, the past, you know, do you just like sense the guys? He's like, no, I saw the guys; they were open.
1: I saw them. You know, I know. I'm, I heard that. <laughs> what do you mean? Did I sense it? Yeah, no, I saw they were open. But he sees things that no one mm-hmm. else would see. the The one that went across the crease, yeah. To Bray- who's the how, one that buried by the way, that? How
2: one? did Braden Point get that wide open? I mean, the pass uh, from Coach well, was I don't phenomenal, know. but Brayton Point is so wide open. He's sitting there, like he gets the the puck on a stick, and he kind of makes a, a stick move or two, and the goalie still can't slide over in time. And there's <laughs> no defenseman anywhere. Enough, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: no, that was a mis- that was a mistake, but it was a great pass. I mean, it was a brilliant oh. pass. And you look up and you're like, wow, there he is, just standing there. It travels all the way across the crease, practically, which, like you said, probably says more about Calgary's defense. Here's the thing, Calgary um, albeit their backup goaltender, but that's a really good team. Like their mm-hmm. their their record was nearly as good as the Lightnings. I think they had eighteen, nineteen wins. And, you know, Sutter is their coach. I mean, they're you know, you're gonna hear from them in the Western Conference, but mm-hmm. well, and, man, and, and they Sutter just, after, after the a, game
2: said, Look, there's nothing bad about our game tonight. We just got beat by a better team. You know? Yeah, and, and Yeah. It's. I mean, you. I mean, if you remember last year in the playoffs, you know, Cooch comes back for the playoffs, and that first game against the Panthers, he has what two goals and assist. It was incredible. Yeah, same and that was a thing. great game yeah. too. And just, mm-hmm. you know, he, granted, he's been skating for a while in this, but he comes in the game, and it's just like he never left. It's it's incredible, and he's just he's so creative, and he's such he's so different mm-hmm. than anyone else on the team, and most players in the NHL. I mean. You know, he just sees everything differently and and plays it. A, you never see him going full speed, or rarely see him going full speed either. It's like the game slows down around him. Yeah. And, and, and then yeah. he makes these incredible passes. and play. I mean, you know, he's a good shooter and, and scorer, but he's a better passer.
1: Oh, much better. Yeah, he creates for other guys. You know, and how quick I mean, the puck started moving on the does. power
2: play when he, you know, just seeing him on the power play, tonight, it's like, that's what the power play is supposed to look like. It's what we've been waiting all year for.
1: Brilliant. Yeah, yeah uh, the movement, um, the way they moved in their offensive zone, you know, the way the guys weren't just standing still, you know, they were all sort of moving around, and and um, and he found he found them, man. He's he's one of the I mean he's one of the best players in the world, and mm-hmm. you know you 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 forget you really do forget how it looks, you know, and he he brought that memory back, and I just I mean to think that they have done this without him, and for the most part without Braden Point until rec- recently. These guys, the way Stamkos is playing, and he's healthier now, and that shows. I mean, it's a long season, right? That you lose guys, and and certainly you know, Vassie's the biggest part of all of this. But that, I mean, that's scary. I'm sorry, but if you're coming in to play the Lightning with Kucherov, with Point, with Hedman, uh, with Vassie, with Stamkos, who's playing, and, and and then everybody out of that after that, right? The Maroons and and, and um, you know all those guys. It's a scary proposition, man. It's like, I, I, if I'm the rest of the NHL, I'm going wait, wait a minute. Like you know, last year they were all you know complaining because like Cooch was out the whole season. They got the postseason It's like okay now, now they get to add guys and have the the big you know, salary cap and all that. But it it's got to be scary. It's got to be it's got to be tough, man. They're just they're so good with him, and it's such a difference and it's immediate and it was fun to watch. I was. I want to see that game. They play play the Bruins on, what, is it Friday or Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. Saturday Yep. Yeah. That's going to be a great one. That's going to be a great one. Yeah, I mean. Looking forward to that.
2: What's impressive about this Lightning team is that, look, they've won back-to-back cups. You know that. They lost Gord. They lost Goodrow. They lost Coleman. They lost Savard. They lost Tyler Johnson. And, And they're at essentially the same winning pace as they were last year and the year before and and they're still yeah they they still when they want to lock it down when they want to play well defensively and they they did tonight they can yeah. lock it down like with the best of anybody which is why last year in the playoffs every ser- series clinching win was a shutout and they weren't even mm-hmm. close i mean they locked it down not just Vazzy, but the whole defense and they can the really team, do yeah. that and now when you add point back and you add Kucherov back and you see how well Stamkos is playing this year it's Mm -hmm. uh, you know it's look there's a reason that you know I saw the odds today they're the second favorite team to win the the Stanley Cup Colorado I think's got the best odds currently and the Lightning are second and there's a reason
1: Well, it was fun to watch and, uh, looking forward to maybe I I might want to try to steal away and, and watch that Boston game, uh, in person on, on uh, Saturday. I'm, I'm kind of, kind of leaning that way if I can do it. Meanwhile, I have the bucks, of course, in the Panthers on Sunday, 425, Raymond James, that game's been moved. If you have tickets, don't show up at one, you'll be waiting a long time. You'll get too drunk. have you know, you won't, you won't have a good time. So 425 for that kickoff and, um, you know, a chance to, to reach the number two seed. Final game of the season. 17th game. Boy, a lot of guys had some things to say about that. Not much of it nice. Um, but here we are in this in the week 18. Game 17 for these is a long year, man. That's Football is brutal. And that's why they're having walk-through practices and trying to give these guys whatever legs are left to give them back. And then you got the second season after that. And we'll know who the Bucks are going to host in the postseason um, by the end of the day on Sunday we'll know if they have one or possibly two home games guaranteed. So, you know, their playoff path is going to be determined uh, this this Sunday. Um and it's important, you know, it's there's a huge difference, you know, going on the road twice versus going on the road once or maybe not at all. Um so that's that's going to be really big. So, Anyway, thanks for listening. Keep it right here. Uh, We're here every Monday through Friday. Of course, Uh, we'll be back on Monday to talk about Sunday's game against Carolina. Talk about where they stand in the playoffs, and also recap that uh, Boston Bruins-Tampa Bay Lightning game on Saturday as well. For Steve Verstig, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great weekend, everybody.